Hey everybody, it's Pastor Will. Welcome or welcome back to the Brazos Fellowship Podcast. Thank you for listening today. And at the end of this episode, please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast if you aren't already. But more importantly, I hope the following presentation inspires you to take the next step in your faith journey. Enjoy. Hey, good morning. How are y'all doing? I'm going to set my little radio down right here. My wife uh, corrected me. It's not my radio. It's actually her radio. She wanted me to make sure I was being accurate with that. My name is Dawson Scow. I am the Care Network Pastor here at Brazos Fellowship. So I'm so happy to get to be speaking with you guys today. Um, what do you guys think about the Great Date Your Mate experiment, the last four weeks of the series that Will gave us? Pretty good, right? Absolutely. We ended on a big climax last week, talking about physical intimacy in marriage. It's pretty awesome. If you missed one or more of those messages, then you can go back and uh, on our website, you can go back and watch those. I'd encourage you to do that because uh, it was really good. I, I hope there were some good conversations last week and even some application of last week's message uh, for us. So I would love to just circle back around and talk about that, but God had other plans, so we're not going to have a repeat of last week. Um, we'll just jump right in. Um, have you ever been in that awkward situation where you're, you're in this environment regularly, and you pass this person, and you may smile, you may nod, but you haven't introduced yourself, and then time goes on, and you start to realize, like, it's way past time I should have gotten to know this person, and now I don't. I don't even know their name. I don't know what they're really doing here, and it's just too awkward and shameful to actually go up and be like, hey, I know I should have done this a long time ago. So now we're just feeling awkward, we end up ignoring this person or even avoiding them because it's just, it's not comfortable, right? I find myself in this situation a lot, especially at my kids' extracurriculars and the parents are there and we're all sitting together, but we don't really know one another. I want to talk today about a similar reality in the lives of believers um, that I think is, uh, is something that, that really is important. We need to talk about this. And, and really what I've started to realize is there's a gap. There's a gap in the beliefs and the practice of believers, and, and in particular in my own life. That's really where I started noticing this. As I looked at, at the words that I used, as uh, the, the prayers that I prayed, the prayers that I didn't pray, and who I didn't pray to, I started seeing this gap that I believe is, is generational, and it stems from generations of misunderstanding in the church, this gap around the concept of the Holy Spirit. What goes through your mind when I say that, the Holy Spirit? Maybe you're like me, and you sort of struggle to even crystallize an idea of, okay, Holy Spirit, like what? I don't really even know where to go with that. It's sort of uncharted waters, right? Or maybe you are like me growing up. <clears throat> I was very skeptical of anything. I grew up very uh, conservative. And if somebody said the Holy Spirit or things of the Spirit, man, I, I was like, okay, here we go. 
about to get crazy in here. People are going to fall out of the aisles and there's going to be mass healings and, and all of this stuff, right? Maybe that's you today. Or maybe you're on the other end of the spectrum and, and you are already worried about what I'm going to say, that maybe I'm going to take out all of matters of the Spirit, of God, of miracles, and that just doesn't sit well with you. And today, really, what my hope is, is that I want to challenge you to not dig in and start thinking about and formulating all the rebuttals and the arguments about why you believe what you believe. But really, today, we could approach this topic with humility and openness to Scripture to learn and consider that maybe we don't have it all figured out with relation to this topic of the Holy Spirit. The main point I want to make today is is that I believe we have grossly neglected and ignored the Spirit of God. And thus, by doing this, we are limiting the literal presence of God in our lives. What we fail to realize is He's the one, the Holy Spirit is the one that we actually interact with in our faith. He's the one we speak to. He's the one that's speaking to us and guiding and directing us. We interact with the Holy Spirit on a daily basis. And if I'm honest, there's a tension in me. There was even just as I started feeling like, okay, the Holy Spirit is even telling me He wants me to talk about Him in this message And part of it is my own personal struggle. As I said, I grew up in a very conservative background where we didn't talk about, we were very skeptical of things about the Spirit. In fact, we would even skip over Scriptures at times just because that's a little too messy and we don't really want to go there. Um, So I'm learning. That's what I'm telling you. I'm, I'm learning about all of this and really just wanted to share this with you today in hopes that this can resonate with you. What I want to do is start off with everybody pulling their phones out. Okay, pull your phones out. I want you to go to menti.com, M-E-N-T-I.com. And we're going to do a couple poll questions together just to get things going here. So up on the screen at the very top, there's a code, 579610. Enter that. Mine's still loading up here. Okay, here's the first question. It seems kind of random. You'll have a little bit of time. Seems kind of random. I've got my radio, or excuse me, my wife's radio up here. And uh, we are going to talk about something regarding this radio, but I thought this would be a good practice question. Where do you typically listen to the radio? Alarm clock, home. We've got three millennials in the... Oh, now five. What is radio? What in the world is that? Car stereo. Awesome. Man, it's car stereo. That's how it was in the last service, too. Let's go to the next question. When you talk to or interact with God, who do you typically address? What do you call Him when you're talking with God and interacting with Him? I want you to notice the results of this. It's pretty, you could say one-sided. 
Um, it's really interesting. And this is why I think it's so important. Let's go to the next question. How well do you know the Holy Spirit? Not at all? A little bit. Pretty well. Best buds. These results should be relatively the same. A little bit. Pretty well. Okay, there are ten people in this room that I want us all to find. And I want us to talk to them. The ones that are best buds with the Spirit. We'll get into that more. Those are people we could learn from. Okay, thank you guys for running those questions. So we're going to talk about today, who is the Holy Spirit? The first point I want to make is that the Spirit is God. He is God. He was around in the very, very beginning, before creation even. We see it in the, the first few verses of the Hebrew Scriptures. In Genesis chapter 1, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And listen, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. We see him there in the very beginning. And then he is referred to and talked about quite a bit, even in the ministry of Jesus. When Jesus was baptized, he came up out of the water, and it said that the heavens opened up, and the Spirit of God descended on him like a dove and remained there. It's a really cool picture of the Spirit. And then Jesus himself even referred to the Holy Spirit. It was one of the last sort of uh, directives that he gave to the followers before he ascended into heaven. We find it in Matthew chapter 28, and it's commonly referred to as the Great Commission. It says this, And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of these three, right? Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. So Scripture makes it very clear throughout. The Holy Spirit is God. He is on level with the Father and the Son. Here's the second point that I want to make. I want to read John 16, and let's see how Jesus talks about the Spirit. When the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all the truth, for He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. The thing that I want to point out in this is it's not it, it, it. It is he, he, he will declare. So the Holy Spirit is a person. It's a person. He's a he. And this is something I think that is revolutionary really for us to think about. It, it impacts greatly how we relate to him. He is not some cold, indistinct energy out there somewhere, but He is truly a person. He cares about us. He is personal, and we can relate to Him like that. The third thing is this. He is inside every follower of Christ. In Scripture, we're told that we are God's temple, that, the, that God's Spirit dwells in us. He dwells in us. As we come to faith in Him, He comes and makes His home inside of us. And this is a, truly an amazing thought. He knows our thoughts. He knows our fears. And 
the beauty of this, you guys, is that he can help us. He is here as a helper to help us all the way down to our, our mind, our heart level. It means that we're never alone. And, and I know for some of us, um, that's a beautiful statement. We're never alone. I came across a quote from N.T. Wright that said this. I thought it was pretty beautiful. Those in whom the Spirit comes to live are God's new temple. They are individually and corporately places where heaven and earth meet. It's really, really cool. Heaven and earth meet. Here's the fourth thing. Not only is He inside of each of us, but He is everywhere. He's here in this room today. And I find great comfort in this, you guys, because I am not the best speaker. I sometimes trip over my words or say things that I don't mean. I did that in the last service. But here's what's cool. The Holy Spirit takes my words and He caters them for each one of you individually. And we hear this all the time around here where somebody comes out and says, you know what? That message was just for me. It was like it was like Will was spying on my life, right? And it's not Will, but it is the Holy Spirit, right? He knows exactly what we're going through. And He can cater these messages for each one of us as we hear them. That's what the work that He's doing right now. But what's so cool is He's here in this room, but He's also in the church down the street as well. He's working and, and moving and changing lives there and all through our community and around the world. On the other side of the world, he's there as well, right now, doing that work. It's a beautiful aspect of what the Holy Spirit brings into the life of the church worldwide. I'd love to keep going about, about what he is or who he is, but really what I, I want us to to turn and shift gears here and start looking at how we can experience Him more in our lives. And what we have to do first is we have to identify some obstacles that are in the way that keep us really from experiencing Him. And the first one is really what we're tackling today, and it's just ignorance about the Holy Spirit, that, that really often we go through life not really realizing He's even there, that He's around, that He's, he's with us, and, and this is really, this is the problem that brought me to this issue. What I wanted to do today is illustrate this with my wife's little radio here. See if I can get the antenna to stand up. It was being problematic last time. So <clears throat> what I want you to do is I want you to play the quiet game with me for a second, right? This is always fun. Play the quiet game. Let's... Uh, just sit very still and listen. Think about what you hear, what you don't hear. It's cool to sit in a room with hundreds of people and not hear a sound. It's the lights and the air conditioning, right? Not really much going on. But is that the case, truly? And I would make the argument it's not. Okay, what we often fail to realize is this room is saturated in radio waves right now. Electromagnetic waves that are passing through this building that are outside, they're in the air all around us. 
and we're oblivious to them. We're ignorant of them most of the time until we want to tune in, right? And there they are. They're right there. It's even on God's station, Peace 107. So, we've used these radio waves, obviously here, but we use radio waves every day. That's how we connected up to take the Minty Challenge. That's how we call our friends. We're oblivious, really, of these invisible things around us. And the point that I want to illustrate in this is the same way with the Holy Spirit. He is there, and He is speaking. But so often, we, we, we aren't listening. We don't even know how to tune in to hear what He is saying to us, how He's directing us. And so today, I really want to help us remove that obstacle. Let's look at the second one. Lack of faith is the second obstacle. The Holy Spirit is directly built in to faith. And it is completely impossible for a person who has not chosen to follow Christ, to place their faith in Him, to give up their life and let Him be the leader now, it is impossible for that person to be indwelt with the Holy Spirit. And Jesus talked about this in John chapter 14. He said, I will ask the Father, and He will give you another Helper to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him you know him for he dwells with you and will be notice in you <clears throat> so this is uh this is an important thing to realize that really it starts with faith in Christ as we turn over our life as we acknowledge that he is the son of god that he died for our sins and then now that He wants to be the leader of our lives, as we place faith in Christ, the Spirit is actually the gift that we receive after. <clears throat> Here's the third obstacle, fear. There's two types of fears that really, I think, hinder us in this area. The first one is the fear of what others will think. And this is, for me, if I'm being honest, this is a big personality struggle in my own life. I like people, and most people like me, but I value people's opinions too much. Too much. I can focus in on that. I can let that dominate my priorities and miss all along what God is telling me to do. Or in fact, if He's talking to me and telling me something I know is not going to be very popular, I have the tendency just to do this. Nope. Nope. I am not going to listen to that because that is not going to be well received, right? And, and really, Scripture talks about this. This is kind of what it mentions when it says you're quenching the Holy Spirit. Another word for that would be extinguishing. You're extinguishing and cutting out the Spirit of God. And I believe this fear is really something, even as I started learning about the Holy Spirit, I knew that these are... Uh, you know, these can be very dangerous waters. A lot of people uh, can be polarized um, by this issue in terms of what they believe and what they've experienced. 
And uh, this is something that I, I've had to really wrestle with as God has been teaching me on this, um, that uh, he's really bringing me out of this comfort zone of worrying about what other people are going to say. Really, we need to worry about what he has to say in this. Here's the second fear. Fear of handing over control to him. And man, over the last two weeks, God has been hitting me upside the head with some areas where he's like, really, you're learning about me, so let me show you what this looks like in your life. You hand over control to me, and I get to call the shots. I get to call where you live, and, and maybe where you work, and what you do, and who you talk to. And he, it, it really has been sort of exposing these fears in my life, fears that you know, we all, I think, deal with of, you know, is it going to be like Jesus in, in Luke 18 when, when he talks to the rich young ruler and tells him, you know, I want you to, to sell everything that you have and come follow me. And we're all like, you know, he's done that before and he's probably going to do that for me too, right? That's, that's frightening for us. What about our hopes and our dreams? You know, what if he, what if he tells us to take our family and move to a part of town that's just not as safe as where we live right now, right? Our, our fears speak into, yeah, but, but my kids. I mean, I wouldn't do that to my kids, Lord, right? What if he's calling us to do that? And, and these are real possibilities. So here's the real question, though. Why do we think that we're better off planning our own lives than an all-knowing good God? that loves us and made us for a purpose. Why do we think that we're going to do a better job of planning that? Why can't we just let go, hand over that control to him? And I'll tell you, here's what it is. These fears come from the enemy. This enemy wants our lives to be of little to no use to everyone around us, to have zero impact. And these fears are going to be what he uses to cripple us and keep us from the purpose that God, that the Holy Spirit is leading us into. Here's the fourth obstacle. A safe and comfortable life. And I know I am stepping on all of our toes in this. It steps on my toes. But what if part of the reason that we are not searching and asking for Him is because we live a pretty comfortable life without asking for him. Let's look at, at uh, the King James Version of John chapter 14. It worded it a little bit different way that I think can give us some insight. Jesus said, And I will pray to the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. He's called comforter, and that's part of, of what he's doing here for us and how many of us really are just living such good lives that, you know what, I don't really need a comforter. Like, what purpose would he serve in my life? Because everything's pretty good right now, right? I believe that, that his intention and his purpose is really to, to do more than comfort us when sudden link goes down and we don't get to watch the Aggie game. Right? Some of these first world problems that we experience and, and uh, he's here for more than that. Maybe today we need to be more like Peter who stepped out of the safety of the boat 
to walk on the water towards Jesus. Maybe that's what God is telling us today, that our lives are too safe. Do you guys remember the song Oceans? We used to sing that, and uh, man, it was a really, really popular song all over the world. So many people knew that. You may be familiar with it or not, but I wanted to read uh, the lyrics of the bridge in this. I think it it's, it's really speaks to this point. It says this, Spirit, lead me where my faith is without borders. Let me walk upon the waters wherever you lead me. Spirit, lead me. And get this, where my faith is without borders, there's, there's no hindrance there. Wherever you lead me, it's not where I want to go. It's wherever He wants us to go, right? And those are beautiful lyrics, but how many of us really, is that the reality of our prayers and the reality of our lives? What if we really meant those words and lived them out? How would our life look different? For the last little bit here, I want us to talk about some application. Um, four ways that really we can start this week to listen to the Holy Spirit, to turn up the volume and tune in to His voice more and more. It's helpful to think about that really the Scripture or the Holy Spirit speaks through different ways. Four that I want to talk about today. The first one is He speaks through Scripture. He speaks through prayer through people around us, and through our circumstances. And let me just stop and say that what I'm about to propose is not easy and it's not passive. And what I mean by that is going to take some action, some changes on our part. It's like praying to lose weight and going and buying the treadmill and then sitting at home looking at the treadmill and not getting on it, Right? We've got to get on the treadmill. We've got to do some work with regards to this. And, and this is really what I'm challenging us all to do today. But remember why we're doing it. So that we can tap into and start to listen to the voice of God in our life. He's got plans for us and He's got good things in store. That's why. This is deserving of the work that it's going to take. So number one, He speaks through Scripture. The Spirit speaks through Scripture. We can get to know Him and His heart through the pages of Scripture. And it's really one of the best ways that we start to learn how to listen to His voice. And uh, really, as we sit down and read... It talks about that the Word is living and active, okay? So if I sit down and read these chapters with my wife, something really unique is going to happen. There's going to be things that jump off the page at me that don't jump off the page at her and vice versa, that she will grab a hold of and there will be meaning in things that, that didn't really strike me. And, and really, this week, what I want to challenge you with is two things. Number one, before you sit down and read and determine, maybe that's your, your starting point, is, okay, I am going to actually open up my Bible this week. But before you do that, pray and invite God to just speak to you in this time. Invite Him in. That's something that I think we don't do. 
All too often, we don't have because we don't ask. And we've just got to ask. Let's invite him in. And secondly is this. As you're reading through and these things jump off the page at you, write them down. Okay, that's your action step. Write down what jumped off the page at me. And here's what it is. That is what the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. It's very specific and it is very personal. Write it down. And that may mean that we... We have to think about it. We have to labor. Maybe it was something that we questioned, but this is what he's speaking to us. It's a very simple, simple way for us to start to learn to hear his voice. And if you don't know where to start in the Bible, I would recommend don't just flip it open to a page, okay? Start in the Gospels if you don't know where to start. Start in Matthew or Luke. I skipped Mark. Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. Start in one of the Gospels. Okay? And let the Holy Spirit start to speak to you this week. The second way he speaks is through prayer. We often think of prayer as this lifeline for us, and it is. We talk to God, we offload our burdens onto Him. But how often do we actually stop and listen for a response? Just like this. How often do we sit in silence and let God speak back to us? I want you guys to know that relationship with God is a two-way conversation. It's not just us talking and sharing and, and offloading and asking. He wants to speak to us. And all too often in our busy lives, man, we don't make time. In fact, we're really uncomfortable. If you guys have ever done this, it is really, really hard to sit. And this is my challenge to you. Take five minutes this week and sit in silence for the specific purpose of listening to God. Ask Him, speak to me in this time. And this may be the the most difficult part of what I'm talking about today because... It doesn't look the same way, the way that God speaks to all of us, not all the time. And as I said, I'm just learning. But I've never heard God speak in an audible way. I've never heard that, but I see it in the pages of Scripture. He can. And I know people that would say, He has. He has specifically spoken to me that way. But for me, in the times where I have carved out time, and sat and just listened to quiet my mind and invited him to speak. It was more on the thought level. It was more inside where I I hear thoughts or directions. It may be speaking to me personally, or it may really be bringing someone to mind. Hey, you need to reach out to them. And I haven't thought about them in weeks. It may be bringing something to mind, a a place of conviction in my own life. And and I would say this is the most recent for me, an area of unforgiveness that I was hanging on to. I didn't even realize I had it. And he spoke to me. The Holy Spirit will speak to us if we will just give him time to speak. Here's the third way that the Holy Spirit speaks is through people around us. The Spirit can and does speak through other people into our lives. And I I know a lot of us, we are skeptical of this. 
We, we don't really know if that's, that's the best way to do it. But here, here's what I know about Scripture. All of us are gifted in different ways. And one of those gifts that the Spirit gives is a specific sensitivity to the heart and voice of God. And there are people in our midst here today that are gifted in that way. And so here's my challenge to you this week. I want you to think about who is that in your life. Someone who's walking with the Spirit. Someone whose words are meaningful, can be enriching. The point of this gift is to build up and encourage people around them. That's why they're given this gift. So I, I want to challenge you to think about who that person is and reach out to them and start a conversation this week. Maybe just sharing with them. I really am interested about hearing more from the Holy Spirit of walking and being directed by Him. And let them speak into your life about that. Maybe just telling you, here's what I've done. This has been very helpful for me. And they can begin to mentor you in that way. <clears throat> the last way that Holy Spirit speaks to us is through our circumstances. And I often hear people say, you know, everything happens for a reason. And I believe that. But how much more if we actually invite God into our circumstances? If on the front end, we're inviting Him in and asking Him to work and move as we're looking for a new job, and we pray and ask that He would lead us to the specific job that He wants, whenever a door is slammed in our face, it affects us in a, in a much different way. It's not negative now. It's, a, it's praiseworthy. It's a prayer request or an answered prayer, because really He is closing that door to direct us. And that's really through our circumstances as we bring Him in that we start to see every situation as a directing of our steps. And so this week I want to challenge you in the big things, the big situations in your life, I want you to ask God into those. It may be a difficult conversation you've got to have with your roommate, Invite him in and watch him work. Or it may be the little things in life, like maybe just in the car, dropping the kids off at school. Invite him in to guide your words or guide their words uh, or even speak through our children, right? Invite him in to do these things, to work in our circumstances. And I believe this, that as we do this, as it shapes our perspective about the circumstances that we find ourselves in, the positive and negative ones, what we start to find and experience is peace. It's a peace that God desires for us to experience because we know now we don't have to be swayed by our circumstances, but we know that God is, is using and directing us and directing our steps. I've got a verse for this. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge Him and He will make your paths straight. Easy. It's very easy to see where to go if we will acknowledge Him in all of these ways. So let me sum up this way. My hope today was to reacquaint us with the Holy Spirit, to help identify some obstacles that stand in our way of experiencing Him, and then also challenging each of us 
to take steps to learn to listen to Him, to tune in to His voice in our lives because He wants to speak into them. I'm convinced that there is more waiting for us as we walk out these doors, that there is more for us that we can do, that we can grow, that we can experience in Him. And my hope is that today this will not just be information that you acquired, but truly that you can walk out these doors and with courage take those next steps of faith, walking in the Spirit. Once again, thanks for listening. If you live in the Brazos Valley, we would love for you to engage with us at one of our weekend services. For directions, service times, and information about our fabulous children's and student environments, visit us at brazosfellowship.com. That's brazosfellowship.com.